Say It All with Anchor, Spotify's free podcasting platform, the easiest way to create, distribute, and monetize your show. Go to anchor.fm. Let's talk about college football. Odell, give me three things you learned from week three's college football landscape. Three things I learned last week, Mr. Cox. Not all teams are what they seem. Arkansas, Florida, Miami almost wrecked their entire season. The only teams we really know who they really are right now are Alabama, Ohio State, USC, and Nebraska. Everything else is a crapshoot. Number two, Appalachian State comes out with another magnificent win. Had a little game day action. Really liked it. And lastly, I just want to make an announcement to everybody listening that I'm about to be the proud owner of an Austin, Texas cheese shop. The Antonellis are going to go bankrupt due to their usage of Capital One and their credit to run your cheese shop, and I'm going to move in and take over very soon. Okay, educate me real quick without getting too boring for the listeners and, and viewers, for that matter. What? Tell me where this came from. Have you not been watching college football? The Capital One commercial that's on every five minutes about the Antonellis and their cheese shop. I don't think I've ever caught it. Maybe okay, I have, yeah. and I'm just not remembering it. It is the last three weeks. It's been on. I know I've seen it 200 times. Okay. They're, they're running up the credit card bill. Capital One, I'm going to bring Velveeta in. We're going to bring some Rotel in. We're going to own us a cheese shop in Austin, Texas. I did the research. I've, okay. I've, I've, so that those are the three things I learned over the weekend. Okay. How about you? I've got a couple of different. I'm glad. This is why we do this, because we, we love to go, and my word is organically, so y'all can deal with it. <laughs> organically without discussing before the pod so we can be fresh. And there's a th- there's three things that I noticed. And it's, it's kind of cool facts. First of all, this is not a fact. This is just a statement. With all the hubbub about the, the Oregon whoop-ass, when they played Georgia in game one, that's gone. Outson Stadium is still a nasty place to play. Ask yes. BYU. 21-point yeah. losers. 20-21-point losers. So that's Topic one for what I saw in the week three. The second one, Bama is still our Bama. Saban at the helm, but a different version that we haven't really seen in a while. There's no clear-cut weapon at wide receiver. The running back, the castaway from Georgia Tech, Jameer Gibbs, has led the wide res- all receivers on the Alabama squad in two of the first three games in receptions, mm-hmm. receiving yards. That's weird. You normally have your Jalen Waddles, your Devontae Smiths. They had a, a bevy of wide receivers, and it seems like they can't find their man. The guy that came from Georgia isn't doing a damn thing. I forget his name, but Burton, I believe. Burton. Is, I had him. He was on my damn fantasy team. I dropped him. Did you drop? Okay, yeah. finally, and for good reason. So uh, that that's kind of strange in a different Bama team that we're watching, but still very effective as we can still see, Bama. except for the. The uh, setback in um, Austin. The third and final one. Is this basketball or football season? We've got Kentucky, Kansas from the depths, North yeah. Carolina, and Duke. All the blue bloods of basketball, 3-0 and in football. That's yep. weird. We're in, a weird. We're in a weird world. And two of those play each other this weekend. Duke, Kansas is on the slate. Wow. 
in, you know, years in the years past, they are the lower ACC and Big 12 teams. So you wouldn't have thought anything about that. But that's, dare we say, a upper tier game this week. So we're going to get into this week's slate of games. But first, we're going to get into our list. Of course, every week we like to hash out, you know, five uh, fun, fun things, favorite things that we enjoy about a certain topic. And uh, you and I were talking about fan bases, specifically college football, like we discussed. So we're going to do the top five most annoying college football fan bases. Um, You know, we're pretty much on the Atlantic coast and Southeast. So we're going to have some duplicates, I'm sure, because we're not exposed to the the West and Southwest that much. Um, But we'll see what we come out with and maybe some fun comments. So what you got at number five? You know, I will say this was the hardest list that I've ever had to put together in the three years of this show. Really? Yeah, we've had Miss Garrett sightings. We've oh. had lots of stuff. You know, but this this was a really tough list. My number five worst NCAA fan base is the Miami Hurricanes. They're just cocky for no damn reason, and, and they're fair weather fans. I don't know who's a Miami fan and who's not until they. They get a winning record. All of a sudden, Facebook and Instagram and everything starts lighting it up. Twitter and TikTok about how good the Canes are. Uh, the Canes hadn't won a national title in what, 20, 25 years, and that was bought. So, the fucking Miami Hurricanes. Okay. That's a good one. I mean, like we mentioned, you know, we're exposed to them, one of the more exposed teams in the South. So, I'm not surprised, yeah. but – if you had an average Joe from Washington or Michigan or Hawaii come to a Miami game, I'm sure they would fully agree with you. So yeah, yeah. good choice. Um, number five, we're going to stay close to home here for my FSU fans. I apologize. And you're the least of the demons in the state of Florida for the main schools, but I'm going with you. I just can't stand the chant. I mean, it, it's just, I, I guess the Braves, if I'm not mistaken, were the Braves that started it, or was FSU and the Braves? I'm not sure. I remember FSU doing it before Atlanta doing it. Okay, well, that's what I remember. I mean, so yeah, I think I think it became more popular when the Braves made their run in the '90s. So I think FSU was the uh, the the goat, and I think Kansas City Chiefs do it too. So. Uh, yeah, they seem a little, you know, frat boy heavy fan base. Um, you know, we've got a lot of our friends and listeners of the pod that are uh, heavy FSU fans. So, guys, my apologies, but uh, they made number five on the list. So, what do you got for four? Number four, the Georgia Bulldogs. The Georgia Bulldogs, if you've ever been to a Georgia game where they play, a, you know, especially Florida, Georgia, I've been to that game five or six times, and they're oh, yeah. just annoying as hell. They just – I mean, up until the last three years, they had the worst – some of the worst football teams you could possibly have. They lost mm-hmm. every year. And they, they just walk around barking for no reason. And they're a bunch of – just a bunch of short jort wearers. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I'm going with Georgia. Jorts. Jorts are coming yeah. up on my King list King of the too. Jorts. Jorts, uh, for those who don't know or are not educated in that uh, apparel, that's where you take a jean, a, a long jean pant, and you cut them into shorts. Jorts. <laughs> Just want to educate our folks that are not too up on the uh, apparel. 
of the South. Number four, um, we're going to head to the Midwest, the heart of football. You know, you've got a lot of Big Ten teams, Big Ten, whatever it's called now, Big 11. And there's a bevy of them I could take. And I'm going outside the Big Ten. I'm going Notre Dame or Notre Shame. They are not having a good year this year, and it's uh, it's evident. Um, despite the football part of it, the, the play on the field, you're, you haven't been relevant until since leather helmets. Um, you know, it's been a while since you had a team of substance that competed outside the Manti Teow 10 years ago, whatever that was. Uh, they find a way to choke in the college football playoffs. Um I know they made it to the championship game that one year, but that was a quite a while back. Uh, you, you haven't had a good team, a relevant team, since your coach sounded like Sylvester the Cat. So um, you don't have a lot to bark about, and Rudy's not walking through that door. So give me the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Very good. Very good. Uh, you, you brought up Blue Holtz there. Did did you happen Blue to Holtz? see – did you happen to see uh, – the kicker from the Colts, the guy who's got his own show now. I, I can't think of his name. You know, the kicker I'm for the Colts is Pat McAfee, the punter. Pat Ma- the Pat McAfee show. Did you see where they they were imitating Lou Holtz two weeks ago? Yeah, I've I've seen it in the past many a time. Whoever does that, I forget his name. He's just you know one of the talking heads, but he he's pretty good at it. He's fucking funny. Yeah, I, I laugh my ass off with that. So yeah. I, I, I give you Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a bunch of pompous assholes. Uh-oh. I've been I've been to multiple multiple Notre Dame games. Used to be a huge Notre Dame fan before I got a degree from Penn State. Um, so I've been to their facilities, beautiful campus, beautiful stadium, bunch of pumps assholes. So my number three, mm-hmm. I, I I hate I hate to you're you're going to agree with this, uh, and I've changed my mind as I've gotten older. But but the Florida Gators. You know, they got a beautiful campus, uh, great football facilities. Um, but there's a section of fans that are assholes. Um, it, it It's like anything else. You know, I, I see on TikTok a lot of times uh, people ask the question, what is trashy if you're poor and not trashy if you're rich? That's the fucking Florida Gators. <laughs> the, the 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 poorer they get, the the fucking more ignorant they get. Right. Yeah. So I'm going with the Gators for number three. You're being too kind to that university, and uh, more to come on that. Um, number three, we're gonna we're gonna dip back into the Midwest. I guess you consider Midwest the North Midwest. I'm going with the uh, the other blue team. Let's go blue. The Michigan Wolverines. I think I'm even more of a hater just because of their coach, Jim Harbaugh, alone. I think I've become, since he's been at the helm, I think I I couldn't have cared less when they had uh, Lloyd Carr, I think is his name. Yep. And even Shem Beckler growing up. I loved watching um, and appreciated the the large, massive fans and what jams in that stadium every every Saturday. I loved watching Desmond Howard, but it seems like, I've had a more of a hatred in the last five, seven years that Harbaugh's been there for whatever reason. I just can't stand the dude. And it comes across in their fan base too. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the few Michigan fans that I know, eh, you know, take them or leave them, I'll leave them. They're dicks. Yeah. All of so them. very Michigan. entitled and haven't 
won much, if I'm not mistaken. When was the last time they won? I want to say 97. Am I wrong on that? Was uh, it recently? You know, I think their biggest accomplishment was beating Ohio State last year. Okay, that's a conference um, game. So they're, they're coming back, but <laughs> relevancy, I mean, I yeah, I want to say 90s. Yeah, it was, it was the late 90s when – I want to say Elvis Gerbach was quarterback. So it's been a while. You don't have much to, to bark over. So Michigan's my three. What do you got for two, sir? Well, you, you stole my thunder. Uh, okay. Michigan all the way. Uh, all right. They could be one through five. So I will <laughs> lay for you for number two. Fuck Michigan. You know, it's it's easier for you with these Big Ten because you're exposed to them being a Penn State uh, backer. So you, you have more exposure than I do, but – I guess I stole your thunder on that one. Number two, which is probably I'm estimating your number one. I'm going to steal your thunder again, man. I'm going to Ohio State. They think they are God's gift to the world, the silver and red. But they're little Buckeyes on their helmets like they won every year, which they haven't. They've had tremendous teams, but it's just I've, I've never seen a cockiness of a team and coaching staff. And for that matter, it boils over to, the, the fans that I encounter going to, you know, BW3s, they had a club that used to have a uh, – the BW3s at Bay Meadows, if you're familiar with the old one, oh, yeah. had a club, the Ohio State Buckeye Club used to hang up there, and they had a microphone out. I'm like, nobody wants to hear that shit, dude. Just let us watch the game and shut the fuck up and sit down. So, yeah. I'm going with the Buckeyes for number two. What you said. Fuck number <laughs> one, Ohio – Fuck Ohio State. I've never met an Ohio State fan that I've liked. I won't like them. Um, It was funny. Uh, One of my – this is how much hatred I have. One of my – my youngest son, he uh, introduced me to one of his uh, friends from school, and his father had on a Ohio State shirt. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him. I nodded my head. Me and my son walked off. It was cordial. My son said, well, what did you think? I was like, fuck that guy. He's an Ohio State fan. That was the conversation. Fuck that guy. Great parenting, man. And his fucking kid. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm raising my kid right. I'm not just saying this because we're talking face-to-face. You are. Because the world needs to know, non-Ohio State fans need to know that they are just flat-out annoying. So, yeah, good choice for number one. My number one, I've been born, born and raised here in Florida all my life, I've been grown and beaten into me to be a Kentucky fan through good, thick and thin, good and bad basketball, obviously football, we're getting better. They are mainly number one because I've been around them my entire life. They're entitled. They're trashy for the most part. Not all of them spoiled, rotten, uh, just classless. The, the, the students, I mean, shall I go on? I'm, I'm going to go on. If it's anything to tell you something, the visitor we had on our podcast a few weeks back mentioned without having to throw you know him under the bus, he mentioned how classless and one encounter from Utah to Gainesville, and he meant every word of what he said as far as him being that that's by far the worst environment of trashiness he's ever encountered. And that's sad when you have one visit and probably one for the rest of his life to one college environment and you had that type of experience. So I, I've always had to deal with these, these gators, gators, whatever you want to call them. And I'm, I'm just uh, one game every five years to go to is enough for me. 
Um, all, all due respect to Mr. Monopoly and a uh, few of the the, uh, the Florida fans that are somewhat classy. So, well, like our- like, I, like I said with with Florida, it's like cocaine. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh it's all right if you're rich and tra- it's trashy if you're poor. There you uh, go. They're kind of the same. I, now, I I thought as I was looking at this list, how how would you not have Penn State on this list? Knowing that I am, that's like an opportunity lost, Cotton. No, <laughs> no. Really. You're the I exception. Am an asshole. I am a pompous asshole. You that's are. Right. Yeah, and I I don't come across many Penn State. I mean, yeah, your your uniforms are the most boring in college football, probably. Tradition. But it has nothing to do with your fan base. But you guys have never had an issue with, I don't think. I mean, you haven't had much to bark about since. Uh, no, we have not. Sandusky and uh, Paterno. Whoa, whoa, left, whoa. So whoa. We won't go any farther. <laughs> Um, do you have any honorable mentions? Because I got a couple. I, I could, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you roll yours out. This is kind of far fetched, and I I've only encountered it one time, I believe, at a bowl game. Mississippi State, only because of the stupid cowbells. I've never been oh. to a home game in Starkville, and I probably will never be there. Uh, it seems over exhausted the way they just every play on offense is cowbells. If it's a third down, it's cowbells. Just let the shit go. So Mississippi State, it's honorable mention. You didn't make okay. the top five, but you almost made it. Finally, Texas A&M. You know, the military outfits are kind of annoying. I mean, I respect the military. Don't get me wrong. But you're nothing special. Wearing it to the game. It's not cute. The Seahawks wannabes with their 12th man mantra. Um, I would have to go with the Aggies um, with their their uh, practices. So I'm SEC heavy on my honorable mentions, as you can see. Yeah, you you are, and I'm I'm Big Ten heavy, so it kind of balances out. You know, and that's out. I notice one common thing that we had on our list since we're not exposed to it. We didn't have a Pac-12 team, which could have they easily been USC. They don't have any fans. That's true. They're professional fans, if anything. UCLA is not really a threat. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. Big 12, Oklahoma didn't pop in. So I, I guess it's because if we did a podcast in those areas, I'm sure our, our uh, hatred for the teams would probably change. But And I can't believe Alabama didn't make it either. That's a very interesting uh, and, and I guess because we yeah. just shut them out. We, we're not exposed to them a whole lot. If you yeah. go to Alabama, and I've been to Alabama a whole bunch, they're a bunch of assholes too, <laughs> but uh, I haven't been around them, so I can't really, you know, they're dominant. I can't really say anything bad about them because they're good. So yeah, I mean, since Saban's been there, um, so yeah, I, I enjoy doing that list, man. It's I'm surprised I don't think we've done that in the past. So no, that's a new one. Um, let's transition to top twenty-five movement in the first three weeks of play. We've kind of waited for the chips to fall. Um, the games have now happened three weeks, three and a half if you count week zero. And uh, there's been some movement uh, from the original predictions of the top 25. Is there something specifically that caught your eye that you noticed? You know, when it really the biggest thing is that if you go back and look at the rankings from preseason to now, it's – other than the top five, it's a completely different list. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got players, you know, dropping and moving. You know, uh, Florida moved himself up to in top 10, top 11. Now they're barely even on the page anymore in the <laughs> 20s. 
Um, you know, and then we're starting to see the flush out of three and O teams. So yes, I yes. think I think we're gonna we're gonna get somewhere. Um, a couple things that I noticed in doing a little research here, and I don't know if this is year to year, and I just happen to miss it, but you know, we have a twenty-five team base that's ranked. Four SEC East teams alone are in the top twenty. Four SEC West teams in the entire top twenty-five. So eight of the top twenty-five are within the SEC. That just kind of, yeah. I, I guess that's par for the course. I just never noticed it, but um, that's well, they're going to beat themselves out. out. You know, yes. If if you look at their where they finished last year, which has a large bearing on this too. Mm-hmm. Um, about where they start, where they finished last year, and where they start this year are pretty much the same thing, yeah. in most cases. And the, I guess they factor in recruiting and what that looks like, and the yep. the freshmen and sophomores are going to be playing. And then it, it always weeds itself out every year. So hopefully, uh, my team keeps rising, and uh, we see where where we land out. Another couple things, then we'll move on to our Heisman. Uh, uh, opinions this early, which may be uh, all for not. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but where is FSU? I mean, did I miss it? Are they not? They're 3-0, and correct? They are 3-0, and but now, they're still it might FSU. Be a week FSU or a week 3-0, and they uh, they beat some sisters of the poor. So I think week two, but, you know, the first yeah. game against, was it LSU? Am I losing? Yeah, yeah it was LSU. Okay. one. LSU, who we thought was going to be better than they were, so maybe not as an important win or impressive win. And then last week, a pretty good win on the road against Louisville. So they've got Boston College this week. Um, is Washington a threat for the college football playoff? Could they – they're 3-0. They've no. got Michael Penix, came from the dead out of Indiana, transferred, surprise, surprise, to the portal, and he's lighting it up up there in uh, – in Washington, man. Um, do you think they have they could contend from the Pac-12 and topple USC to get in there? No, I think USC leaves a beat down on them. Okay. I mean, I, you want to go see where the dead bodies are? Follow USC to Washington. That's where it's going to be. Okay. Yeah. So maybe the 3-0 and is misleading this this early, but I just happened to know that, notice that in Penix's turnaround this year. And uh, is Kansas, a 3-0 Kansas, a threat to even be contention, in contention for the Big 12 title? No, I think uh, I think Kansas is in a really good spot for us to make some money. Yeah. But they're not they're not going to get themselves. They're they're not ready to compete with the Oklahomas and the Texases of the world. Yeah. They're just not. I mean, they 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 lay a beat down on Duke this weekend, mm-hmm. but that's you know, pick up your Pick up your money now because when they start playing real football, they're going to, they'll be done too. Now, is Les Miles still there or they let him go? Uh, Kansas. No, Les Miles is not at Kansas anymore. Okay. So he was. I don't know. I don't know who is. I don't either. But that's, that's so ironic. And his tenure, his tenure, man, they were just bullshit. They were horrible as they had been. Well, before that, they had the Notre Dame coach, uh, Fat Boy. Charlie um, Weiss. Charlie Weiss, yeah. Fat boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. I just noticed that Kansas is good for them, man. Even if it's a, a three and eight season, they they started good. So they, they've had some shitty years in the last uh, decade. Lance so. Leopold. 
is our coach. Lance Leopold. I, that name sounds he familiar. Served, he served as the head coach of the University of Wisconsin Whitewater. Okay. From 2007 to 2014. Good. And then he was at Buffalo from 2015, 2020. That's where we know him from. Buffalo. Buffalo. Okay. So that's, so when Buffalo had their, their, uh, their run in the last few years, so that's where mm-hmm. they picked him up. Okay. That yep. makes sense. So let's talk about Heisman. Again, it's probably too early. So I figure what we'll do is I'll give you a top three of what I'm thinking. It's going to be chalk. So no surprises this early. Um, and I've got one long shot and you tell me what you think. Um, All right. Based on the play in the first three weeks, you know, I, I like CJ Stroud. He looked a little shaky. I want to say week one or week two um, just bounced back once uh, Jackson came back at wide receiver. Then number two, you, you can't not put Bryce Young in there. Uh, you know, the Texas game is a little shaky, but he bounced back and was just disgusting despite the lack of uh, wide receiver help. Yep. And number one is Caleb Williams, man. That move with Lincoln Riley to, to Hollywood is just really done well so far. Maybe they haven't been tested uh, thus far, but he has looked phenomenal. And yes, he has. He picked him number one in fantasy. So it looks like that's panning out, knock on wood, so far. Yeah. Um, and then one long shot. I, just, I have him on fantasy team. And not because of that. He just is a stat monster. Is Mo Ibrahim from Minnesota, the running back. You know, he got hurt last year, put up some gaudy numbers. You know, again, it's probably too early. He's ran for 460 plus yards and seven touchdowns in three games. That's pretty impressive. So, um, what were you thinking for uh, Heisman so far? You know, when we started talking about this, I wrote down on my paper, it's too early to be picking the Heisman. Um, there are too many games to be played. I, I like your chalk, but if you're going to make me pick one, I'm going with Sean Clifford. He's oh. come out of the, he's come out of the depths, the depths of nowhere. To to you know, he took a long train ride down to the middle of Alabama, and he he got, he walked in that stadium and said, "This is my stadium now." And and he just took over Auburn for the weekend. So I, name name a bigger upset. Name name a bigger upset this year, other than probably FSU over LSU. Well, I the last from, from week. a team that can win it all from a team that can win. Oh, it okay. All. Well, the Sun Belt Conference just went ape shit last yeah. week or the week two, I want to say. Yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, but they don't count. I mean, oh, they don't count. Okay. Sun, group Sun of Belt's five. not going to play in the playoff. I mean, they're not going to make it to the playoff. Apologies so, for our group of five uh, fans and listeners. Um, get a real stadium. Going, and then we'll, I, I love them. I love them. I, I have to root for them, man. They're I like so the fun, fun Belt. I, I like it. I, I do. Belt. I'm going to get some not. shirts made, man. Those are That's a good idea. Yeah, I like it. Um, so let's shift over to college fantasy. You know, we are in week three, uh, going on week four. Mm-hmm. So we've got our eight teams. Um, how'd you do last week? Oh, you know what? I, I'm glad you asked because I won. Um, I, I walked through the doors and said, you know what? I, I'm tired of this. Um, I played somebody by the name of Battle Kings, and I, I just I trounced my team out there and uh, – Somebody forgot to add a kicker, and we ended up winning by two points. So Are I you ended up. Me? I didn't no, see that. I uh, oh watched. My God. the The other gentleman had uh, a wide receiver for USC, I believe, on his team. Addison uh, yeah. by the name of Addison. Yeah. And I stayed up till two in the morning, making sure that Addison <laughs> did not have another catch. So yeah. I ended up <laughs> ended up winning. Um, 213 to 211, and we will take it. We're playing uh, Mr. Monopoly this weekend, and we're putting up just a 
Project X beatdown on his American X beatdown on his ass this weekend. Now, American X. So you got to put his mouth in the curb and stomp on his head. Yes, like, we are. We haven't even talked this week. I mean, this uh-oh. is the one year that we don't talk. We we don't talk this week because you know, pro that's fine, but college we take it very seriously. And he knows he's taking a curb stomping. Yeah. So, uh, I'll talk to him on Sunday to see how his week's been. And by the way, Battle Kings is Vinny. I'm sure you remember him in our conversation. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, a, he's one of our OGs of the league. Well, uh, Vinny, you yeah. just took a beat down. I'm sure he'll listen. <laughs> he, uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm just looking at y'all's stats. You had a couple of guys that didn't put up too much. So you relied on some heavy hitters. Will Shipley, 27. Bryce Young, of course, 27. Yeah. Uh, Baby Tua, 23. And Cam Rising, back from that pick against Florida with 27. So you had some yeah. – oh, I'm sorry. I didn't miss this guy. Raheem Sanders, the running back for Arkansas, 35. Yes, sir. There you go. Yes, sir. Um, so you're two you and one. Um, I, you know, we're going to we're gonna state the obvious. There's only one 3-0 and team left, and he is uh, currently speaking on the microphone. Um, the 80s, 90s hoop head is uh, now 3-0. and I won 292 to 261 and a half against our good old buddy Yelligator. Um, I was wanting to hang a three 300 burger so bad. I think it's been done just a few times, but we, we'll take the win. I was as well yeah. up till the, the late hours like I normally do on Saturdays to see how it all pans out. I think he had a couple of guys playing late. Um, a couple of good pickups that I that I'd stumbled upon. This Tulsa offense, I don't know if it's going to continue, but I'm running with it. I picked up Davis Brin, 37 points for quarterback, and his wide receiver, Keelan Stokes, 25 and a half points. It seems like I remember that Keelan Stokes name for quite some time. He's a senior, yeah. so he's at least been there four, probably five with the portal, uh, the COVID year, rather. And then uh, Mo Ibrahim just went to work, Caleb Williams. It's it's just a, an embarrassment of riches at this point for the 80s, 90s hoop head. Yes, it is. It, I, I'll give you that. I will give you that. And of course, a lot's luck too so i'm going to run into some some weeks where there's buys and there's nothing i can do about it and uh, hopefully it's not week five when we tussle here in a couple weeks. you know I'm, I'm really hoping it is i'm, I'm hoping you've got a bye week because i would love there's nothing that i would love is to, to walk in a game down uh in week five and uh come out with a victory just yes, like sir. penn state did it at auburn so let's go into our speaking of fantasy our most and least impressive fantasy players and or teams so uh, before we go into that, I, I saw some stats, fantasy related, that were very interesting. I want to, I want to throw out to you. Maybe you noticed them, maybe you didn't. Yeah, go some ahead. weird things here. So Michigan, they crushed whoever the hell they play up. I, it was some smaller school. They had not only seven different players attempt a pass for oh UConn. Wow. It was first dreadful UConn. I have noted here, but those seven passes completed. Excuse me. Those seven passers completed at least one pass. So I don't recall ever seeing that many passers pick up one completion each. I don't know about you. That's that was strange. That's, to see. Yeah, that's that's really weird. So I'm calling that a weird stat of the day. And my second weird stat of the day, we're going to call it one A or one B. Army had only two passing attempts, which they went over two on by Solid. two different quarterbacks. So no receiving stats. It's just a weird box score to look at. They had 12 different players rush for 472 yards and six tutties. 
So that's a strange from one extreme to another uh, passing and rushing. I thought I'd throw that in there. Fantasy wise, tell me what you uncovered as uh, what you were impressed with most impressed fantasy stats or players. You know, I'm really, really pleased with the way that Clemson and DJ Googly has bounced back this year. You know, they, they had that poor guy left out for dead. And uh, he has – he's got himself in a good situation. He had 25 points last week. You know, and now they're getting into really playing. I think they play Wake this weekend. Um, Clemson seems to be turning it around. I, th- I thought they would drop off more seeing that they lost Vernable um, to Oklahoma. Yeah. But it looks like their defense is going to be back right now. So th- that would be the one the one shining – bunch of group of five that really jumps out and says, you know, you're doing a, a great job based on what, what I was thinking. Another's Arkansas. I, I got to give it to Arkansas. Um, they're putting up some just crazy. Um, you, you mentioned Sanders earlier. He's yeah. putting up some crazy numbers. And, uh, yeah. you know, now that they're, they're playing the sisters of the poor, they're <laughs> going to continue to, uh, to rack up some points. But, yeah. you know, those are the two that have really stuck out to me. Okay. Um, I'm going to go outside the box and not do the traditional heavy hitter conferences. We're going to go out West to Vegas. Uh, This guy is running back for UNLV. Aiden Robbins uh, trotted 29 times, 227 yards and three touchdowns. So a very impressive performance for a UNLV team has normally been in the, the dregs of the, what is it? Mountain West. I want to say, uh, yeah. but they are actually turning it around a bit or for what they call it, turning it around. So props to him on that. And then UAB, um, they've been a pretty consistently good team all around. I've noticed their defense is always top notch fantasy wise, but also their offense is starting to step it up. I forget who's their coach there, but this running back, Dwayne McBride had 29 rushes, 223 yards and four touchdowns. So, they actually beat – oh, I'm blanking here. I It was a team that I actually I was going to – I took the money line on that I thought I had. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Georgia Southern. I believe yeah. they beat them, um, which uh, I like to look at the smaller schools. And I'm not saying that you don't, but yeah, I just enjoy watching those because they seem to put up the most stats. And that's – I'm all about offense, man. So, yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I – Watch them when they're available, but I don't jump out there. I I, I just like the blue bloods. I like to see the the heavy hitters go at it, and and you know yeah. what? That's what made this podcast and this conversation good because I'm digging deep, and you're taking it off the top, and that's what we need. We need to be in the middle of the ocean. So yep, that's right. Um, how about your least uh, impressive player or team? Probably team in this case. You know, I I got a whole a whole group of them. Um, okay. And you mentioned them earlier, Alabama's wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You, you nailed it. You know, they usually, like you said, have one that just sticks out. Um, the other is offensively for Georgia. No, nobody's rising to the top that I've mm-hmm. seen um, there. It's, it's offense by committee. Of course, I guess yeah. when you don't really play anybody, you, you can roll out, you know, the six year seniors who, get to play once a year, but you know, those are, those are two teams that, that, I, that I've really struggled with on, in terms of fantasy of finding somebody. The mm-hmm. other is just Texas. Um, every year, especially after Texas had that, 
had that uh, big game against Alabama. I thought, okay, they might do something this year. And they've been right. relatively quiet ever since since week one. So those would be the three that to jump out to me to say, well, and I'll, I'll add a fourth. UCLA. I haven't heard their name once except for the stands being empty. If Charbonnet's <laughs> been hurt, um, mm-hmm. a quarterback that's got 17 last names, I haven't heard him even do a nickel's worth. DTR. So, no, nah, he ain't yeah. done shit. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he hasn't done much on the run or pass. So mm-hmm. that was your uh, one of your, I'll, I'll call sleepers, but I don't think we can classify him as that in the draft. No. Um, any more you got? No, no, no. How about you? What, what are you looking at? Yeah, you nailed Alabama for sure, man. That's that's a mystery. And Georgia, and let me let me back up to Georgia before I go into mine. Can Stetson Bennett? Can, it sounds like a cologne. Can he win the Heisman as a game uh, moderator or um, no. just a quarterback to not put up heavy stats and then be just disgusting on defense? I I think what would happen, and this is just my opinion, I think if it come down to they were the best team, they would find somebody on the defense to give it to for Georgia. Yeah. I The name is escaping me, but the lead defender, I want to say he's on the D-line. Um, yeah. I can't think of his name. But I see him in the odds, you know, the Heisman odds fluctuate week to week, and I've seen him at the top five to seven players. He's – I think one of, if not the only defensive player that are given high odds. Um, so, yeah, I thought I'd ask you about Stetson because we really had – he's put up some decent numbers for for what he is and what he has on offense, but I think they really rely on that defense for the most part to, to generate points. Uh, yeah. Easy points for the offense. So, um, for least impressive for me is the Wake Forest rushing attack. You know, in the last few years since uh, – I forget the guy's name, Dave something or other has been at the helm. They've relied on the passing game quite a bit, you know, and for good reason, Sam Hartman's awesome. They've had some good wide receivers. They combine for 24 carries, 28 yards, and a one-point win over your Liberty Liberty. Liberty. Actually failed on the winning two-point conversion play, if you happen to see that, with mm-hmm. just over a minute to play. So they yeah. took a chance. You know, Hugh, what was his damn name? The old Miss Castaway. Uh, uh, I, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can see him. Yeah, Hugh Freeze. Yeah. So he, hey, you're on the road. You're playing a, a, a Power Five conference team. You're going for a win. I, I kind of don't blame him for doing it. So, uh, anyway, we're getting off topic. Wake Forest rushing game, putrid, and, and a very escaped victory over Liberty Beverly. Um, second, Michigan State. The running backs. Normally, Michigan State's staple is run, 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 pass, run, yeah. run, run, pass. These two running backs they have, Berger and Broussard, generally have a good stat line the last few weeks. Uh, they combined for only 30 total rushing yards, which is astounding. And they got bottled up by, I want to say it was Washington, if I'm not mistaken, uh, who went up there in Seattle and uh, yeah. Washington handled them. So, those are the two least impressive performances that I noticed as well. Yeah, Berger had 27 yards last week on 13 carries. Unbelievable. That's, that's I did that from my couch. I did that from the couch to the popcorn machine. That's it. And that's that Penn State math coming into play too, my friend. There you go. I, um, 
So let's talk about this week's slate of games, man. We haven't been doing this the last few weeks, and I kind of missed it. I like forecasting what we're going to watch, what's going to be on, what time of the day for maybe the listeners who haven't looked at the uh, the, the card for this week. So what you got coming up? What are you looking forward to? They're pretty simple. Um, noon, I'm going to be watching Michigan versus Maryland. Uh, Maryland's got that that Tua, Tagovailoa brother, Um Michigan, I want to see if, if Michigan's defense can can bottle up a team that's going to spread it around a little bit. That's why I'm interested in that one. Um, I don't think there's any gambling implications there, but one I'm interested in watching. Um, at 3.30, I'm going to be watching Florida at, at Tennessee. Hmm. Um, really going to be a really good game. We don't know who Florida is. We certainly don't know who Tennessee is. Um, the spread on this game is 10 and a half. That's a 3.30 CBS game. And I got news um, for both fan bases that both of you over the last five years have learned how to fuck it up. So we're going to see who fucks it up the least because Phil Fulmer's not walking through that door in Tennessee. Um, they, got, <laughs> they got they got a lot of things I got to accomplish. So I'm really interested in that one. And then at 7.30 ESPN, Arkansas at Texas A&M. I think that's going to be a really good game. Um, Texas A&M – has looked good at times, has not looked good. Arkansas has looked good until over the last weekend. They played that Missouri State with uh, oh, Trino yeah. as head coach and almost got yeah. beat. Cost me a little bit of money. Um, so I'm anxious to see how both of those teams uh, walk into that game. And that, I think that's going to – all three of those games are going to have some deciding factors on uh, the champion the conference championships. You know, and – um, that's a good point on Bobby Petrino. I totally forgot he was there. And that's funny how he went back to Arkansas and almost stole one, yeah. which I can't stand the dude. He's a, he's a yeah. POS to me. Um, yeah. how he handled the Falcons position. I think he was with Atlanta, right? <clears throat> Louisville, yeah. the Falcons, Arkansas. I mean, he's had not a good coaching track record, uh, uh, professionally, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, maybe on the field, but. Um, so yeah, and this is another reason why I love doing this is we have, I have three completely different games. Good stuff. Um, so Clemson at Wake Forest, I'm interested to see the defense of Clemson and at Wake Forest where they're very dangerous on offense to see how they can bottle them up if they can slow them down. Um, that's a noon kick on ABC. Um, I'm going to go outside the box on my second game and I have fantasy, uh, interest in this and that's. James Madison, the new team to the FBS, is playing at Appalachian State. So James yep. Madison's offense is very formidable. They've proven they can score the first few weeks. Um, I don't know if they played anybody of, of uh, interest, but they've looked pretty good. I've got their quarterback. I'm deciding if I want to start him. He's looked pretty solid. But App State's defense is pretty decent, except for that North Carolina basketball score they just put up in week one. Um, so that's one I'd like to watch if I could somehow find it on ESPN, the Ocho. Um, they combined, if uh, making a note of this, combined for over 90 points per game so far between the two teams. So the over is 58. I'd go take that and maybe even bump it up as far as you can. So I think a lot of points to be scored based on what I've seen so far, even though App State's known for defense. Uh, the third game is USC at Oregon State. Oregon State is not the Oregon State of the past. They are back. Uh, I want to say back. They've got a new uh, life, so to speak, um, 
And I like what I've seen so far. It's a road game for USC. Is this where they stumble? You know, there's a USC stumble normally in the past few years. So could it be early at Oregon State? Um, that's Pac-12 Network. I won't be able to see that one. Uh, but 3-0 versus 3-0. So I really yeah. do like that uh, those three games especially. So let's delve into wagers. This is what I'm Ooh. dubbing who you got, which I'm suffering of course, once again, um, mm. you know, as a reminder, we're allotted with a thousand dollar fake bankroll before the season started. Uh, we place wagers every week on the spread game, just one single game, one money line. You can take the favorite. We tend to take the underdog, one parlay, one teaser, and one NFL money line underdog. So why don't you get us started and give us a recap of how you did last week? Oh, how we did last week. You know, America, I, I told you right in the middle of the wager section, this was not a good week to be throwing down a bunch of money. And uh, we we held true to that. We put 50 on, to win 55 on Oklahoma, minus 11. Check the box. Give us a 55. We put 20 to win 22 on a underdog, money line Purdue. Almost pulled it off. Didn't do it. Minus 22. I'm sorry, minus 20. We said, all right, we're going to do a parlay. We're going to put 55 to win 143 on Oklahoma, minus 11 and a half. Notre Dame, Dame, minus 11. Notre Dame did not cover. Hmm. Not good. Minus 55. And we said, okay, we're going to do a, we're going to do a teaser. We're going to do a three-team teaser, 55 for 92. We're going to take Oklahoma. Minus five and a half. Check the box. Notre Dame minus five. Check the box. Auburn plus nine. It was the best $55 I have ever lost. I will take it. That is fine. I will not sweat it. And then we said, all right, we we think Pitt's going to bounce back and beat New England in the NFL. We're going to put 50 to win 55, and we lost that one. We went from 1801, Jeff, down to a measly 1676. Okay. So, uh, what say you, sir? How did your weekend uh, come out? Well, not good. And it uh, continues to not be good. So, we're going to have to do something. Uh, we're going to have to dig up Jimmy the Greek from the dead and get some tips from him. I don't know what we're going to do here. So, we took Georgia Southern plus 12. Um, they were on the road. I think we just mentioned versus UAB. Georgia Southern has yep. been playing some good ball. Uh, they lost, I want to say, by 14. So we lost 200 on that. Feeling too good about that one. Uh, BYU was a plus 150 money line dog at Oregon. They got pummeled by 20, 21 points. I took uh, an $80 hit on that. Hmm. The parlay, uh, for whatever reason, $69 sounded delicious to win $541.99. That did not win. Uh, we bought a half point on Syracuse, hit that. LSU money line, hit that. Auburn money line, no comment. Then we moved over to tease three games. We had these, excuse me, it was two games. 105 to win 100. Teased uh, six points. The South Alabama UCLA over 53 and a half. I figured that was going to be a high scoring affair, and it was in the 60s, I want to say. And Nevada, Iowa, under 45. Man, I tell you what, that Iowa defense, I'm going to keep rolling with them sure. uh, as long as I can. So uh, that's my only savior this week. So uh, under 45 hit 
after they were delayed a, a long time. I don't know if it was lightning or what the hell it was, but it was boredom. Yeah, probably. They were delayed yeah, the, due to boredom. The fans, <laughs> the offense, and, uh, and speaking of that, we're, we're going to just a side comment here. Our little uh, year-long wager, you're, you're taking another uh, – uh, you're you're missing a shot here. So the defense did not outscore the offense. So that's another miss for me. Um, then we took the same as you on the NFL front. I took Pitt. I don't know why. I felt good about it at home. Lost 100 on that. So we went from 823.05 down to 474.05. So we're already grasping at straws, and we're only at week four. So I'm trying to do everything I can to avoid a uh, buyback this early, which is probably inevitable. Um, on yeah. the other side of things, as far as side bet Saturday, go ahead and go through those for me and tell me how we fared. All right. So you jumped out there and said, I want Auburn. I said, I will gladly take Penn State for 10. And uh, Odell, I mean, when I, when I talk Penn State, you might as well just put it in the bank because that's what's going to happen. Oh, so Penn God. State, as I said, they, they took the bus all the way down to all the way down to Auburn, just walk in and took over the whole state of Alabama for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, James Franklin, he might be the mayor of Alabama by the time the season's over. He very well might No, be. there's someone named Saban there. He could be the treasurer. So I said, you know, I don't really think LSU can can do anything versus Mississippi State. I was wrong, so I lost five on that one. And then you saw my Purdue pick, and you jumped on Syracuse. And if I remember, something went really weird with that game. Yeah, um, I, I could I couldn't see it. I could game cast it. I was sitting at the poker table, yeah, and game cast back and forth. And it, it, I think Purdue was up thirteen points with like a minute left or something. And I'm they like, oh, this, up. Yeah. this is gravy. And I turned the game cast off and started watching some other stuff. And lo and behold, Syracuse won. So every dog has its day. So yeah. essentially. It was a wash last week. So you're yep. still up for the season on side bet Saturday alone. 15, are we calling it units? Like a professional gambling yeah, we'll show? We'll call it units, yeah. Okay, let's let's be cool and call it units. So give me, I got a give lot America, give everyone the winning picks for this week four. Winning pick. These are, all of these are winners. Wake, Clemson over 55. As you alluded to earlier with Wake, they're going to get their passing game going. Clemson hasn't played a offense like Wake has. Uh, Clemson's going to score some points. And, in fact, I might say Clemson might score 55 on their own. Um, hmm. So I'm going to put 110 to win 100 on that one. Um, my money line, underdog, Michigan State, it's now or never for them. They're, they're playing a very – very choreographed Minnesota team that they're going to run Abrams 96 times up the middle. If Michigan state can't stop that, they're in for a very long season and put that coach on upset alert on, on the hot seat. If they don't beat win that game at home um, versus Minnesota, we're going to put 22, 55 on that. We're going to go, we're going to go parlay time. We're going to go 88 to win 223. We're going Texas minus six, USC minus six. Take it all day long. Your USC is the lock of the week. That is wow. lock it in. That is that I will put more money on USC minus six than any game so far this season. Lock it in. It's it's okay. a winner. 
And I feel some side bets Saturday coming here. Just on the road at Oregon State. Okay. That doesn't scare you one bit. Not at all. All right. Not at all. So I'm going to put 75 to win 185 on a three team teaser. We're going to take USC. We're going to take Ohio State and bump that from a versus Wisconsin, which that game we haven't even talked about. Um, Hmm. Ohio State, Wisconsin. We're going to go minus 12 on that one. And Old Dominion, we're going to make that plus a half. So we're going to get an Old Dominion win. We're going to turn 75 into 185. And then we're going to, we're going to go for the, just a juggler for NFL. We're going to put 22 to win 55. We're going to take the Jaguars. So people are going to say, well, they just won one game in the last oh, three years. But, but hear me out here. They've got an unbelievable defense. I watched their game on, I've watched two of their games, both their games so far. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable defense. They're getting to the quarterback. Herbert has broken, jammed up ribs. Okay. He's not going to be able to, to run. Hmm. They've got a hurt offensive lineman. They're going to get to Herbert early. Jacksonville has just enough offense to kick themselves away to a field goal victory. Okay. So, All right. So, so take like the it. take the Jags. The Jags, man. First Jags pick in uh, quite some time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So what do you got, Good sir? Them. Good for them, man. Um, let's go ahead and take a look at old Coxie Poo. Uh, you know, I mentioned it earlier. I'm running with Iowa. I mean, that under is 35 and a half at Rutgers. I, I could see a shutout. I'm even going to predict 21 to 3, 21 zip. You know what? I can't even think 21 is enough for them to score. I, I got to feel a defensive touchdown is coming on this week. So uh, I'm going to throw $55 to win 50 on the under 35 and a half. Uh, my money line. I've got a sneaking suspicion that this Purdue team at home is going to come up short against an FA, a tricky FAU offense. So it's a fairly big number at the plus 725 mark. I'm going to throw 40 to win 290. So let's go uh, Florida, Atlantic, whatever the hell they are. I want to say the Owls, maybe. Yeah, they're the Owls, I believe. Okay. All right. Um, yes. So we will head to our parlay. I like North Carolina minus one, Oregon State money line at home against USC, uh, SMU money line. I still love that offense, and the Arkansas money line at Texas A&M. I think A&M is backed into a corner, even though they beat Miami. I don't think it's as good of a Miami Hurricanes team as everyone touted them be, to be coming into the season. So um, that is my four-team. Parlay ten dollars to win two hundred forty. Okay, and then our teaser: we're going to go Eastern Michigan, tease them to a pick them. Auburn, tease them down to minus one. Michigan State up to plus eight and a half. James Madison to plus thirteen and a half, and finally Clemson, essentially almost at a pick them at minus one and a half. Hope that hook doesn't come back to get me. So twenty six dollars to win one seventeen on my. One, two, three, four, five, six, six game teaser. On the NFL front, it's still fairly early. Um, I don't think I'm impressed with San Francisco so far, even though they did beat Seattle last week. I want to say it was Seattle. Denver, I really like the addition with Russell Wilson. He's got some offensive weapons at wide receiver, some young, speedy guys. So give me Denver, Denver plus 104, money line underdog, just a measly 35 to win 36.75. 
So basically, I'm down 1200 already. That's not good. So no. do you have any ideas on side bet Saturday? Anything tickling your, your ass no, here? With the, there are several. Oh, boy. There are several. Um, so I will I will take uh, USC. Hmm. Um, you will. To your Oregon State. So we're doing. And I'll give you the six. Give me the six, huh? Yeah. You're not you're not thinking seven is a nice gesture. Uh, not good. Good gestures and money don't they don't really <laughs> don't really flow with me. I mean, too well, much. It's called gambling. So I, I tell you what, I, just because I'll go the seven that way we can have a push. Oh. Okay, um, all right. That, I appreciate that seems it. like the fair thing to do. All right. So once again, that's USC minus seven. Odell, Oregon yep. State, plus seven, Cox. Are we doing that for five? Five dollars it is. Okay. I also will take San Francisco. San Francisco puts a okay. beat down on Denver. Um, a beat down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Russell so, Wilson's not the Russell Wilson of old. Sure, he is, sure. He's I old man Russell Wilson. And I've, I've not been impressed with their running game either. San Francisco gets a real quarterback this week who's had a whole week of uh of of coaching and whole week of prep with the number one. So I will I'll take San Francisco if you'd like to. to so that. that is at Denver plus one and a half. I, I hate to do this, but I'm gonna have to take that point and a half if you want to do it. I know it's not a lot. Yeah, that, I'd that's feel more comfortable. That's fine. So once again, Odell is taking San Fran minus one and a half, and we're going to do another five dollars if that's fine with you. Yeah, that's that's fine. Is there anything that you see? All right, as I sit here and look at both of our wagers, not to have too much dead air here. Well, there is one more that I see. Okay, go ahead and tell me. While I'm I want the, I want the Iowa over thirty five. That is official bet. I will take for five dollars. In fact, nope, we're going to go five dollars on that. Yeah. So stick with what you know. All right. So once again, the Iowa. Let me make some notes here. Iowa Rutgers over. 35 and a hook. Watch it be 35, you poor, you poor devil, you. Or watch it be 36. Oh, poor devil me. So let me make a note of that. While we're doing this, I think we're going to hold Pat at that. That's pretty good. I don't yeah. see much of anything else that we're conflicting on. Um, why don't you share your fucktard of the week? You know, this was – this fucked hard this week is it's non-sports related and it, and really and truly it has nothing to do with the person or what he did. I can really care less. It has to do with the, the issues it caused at my house for having a conversation. So the fucked hard this week is Adam Levine. I don't know if you've been paying attention to this story. No. So, so Adam, Adam Levine, he, uh, I don't know what day it was, Wednesday morning or Wednesday early. It come out that somebody said that 
he had been flirting with her on the internet and sent her some instant messages and DMs on Twitter. And it was a big story, right? Hmm. So my, my wife and I are at a sporting event with my son and we're just casually talking. And it was one of those sporting events where you have to sit and wait a long time. We were having some good conversation and it, and it comes up and, uh, she goes, I can't believe he would do that. And I said, whoa, 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 let's, before we go casting judgment on the guy, he, he said that he didn't have, he didn't cheat. He didn't have sex with anybody. He was just, he sent a text, you know, he sent an instant message and said the girl, you know, he admitted he was over the line. Mm -hmm. I said, but that's not cheating. You know, it's, he, hmm. he didn't stick it anywhere. It's not really cheating. It's frowned upon in his establishment <laughs> for sure, but it's not really cheating. And then about 30 minutes after I said that, a barrage of women cast together, and there was like seven or eight of them that come out and said that, oh, he did the same to me too. He did the same to me too. My wife's like, are you are you seeing this? I'm like, seeing what? Adam Levine. So, you know, Adam, just do us all a favor and take all your lumps at once and, and not let us defend you mm -hmm. and get ourselves in, in a harmonious trouble on the home front, which it's my fault. I mean, at the end of the day, it's my fault. I should have said, Oh, that's interesting. It went on with my business, but not me. <laughs> I can't do that. No. So Adam Levine is our fuck tart of the week for not holding it to fucking gather for a couple of hours. Well said. So with that being said, anything else on the college football front, pop culture that we didn't cover that you want to cover that you want to no. let the listeners. The only know? thing I can think of, did you hear about Penn state going to Auburn and winning this weekend? Did we talk about that? On that note, we thank you for listening as always. <laughs> now for Jason Odell, we're not going to, we're not going to beat a dead horse folks. We, we, we know that you're, you're all the modern they won an SEC half-ass school, so congratulations. That's I, if I were in in your area, the neck of the woods, I give you a little pat on the bottom. Um, no, anyway, for Mister Osho, I am Mister Cox. Wishing you much luck in your wagering endeavors, and as always, good luck, good boxing. Hey folks, thank you again so much for listening to our podcast. Please help us out and go to Apple Podcast to rate and review our show. Don't forget to check out the video feed of each show on YouTube at Giving the Points. And as a reminder, you can always follow our season-long wagering contest progress on Twitter at Giving the Points. Thank you for your support.